104.7's Ryan and Tanya. Get up with Ryan and Tanya. They're just like you, only much weirder. Malaganas Edwards Johnson. For proper compensation, visit mej.com.au. Hit 104.7. All right, Ryan, I want you to tell me when you hear the red flag. I'm going to tell you a story, okay. and I want you to tell me at which point you would have pulled the pin. Okay. That's cool. the Here's sound. The news. When you. <laughs> oh, no, okay, you haven't started yet? Okay. When you do that sound effect, I will know that you would have just walked away from this situation. Okay. Okay. So. I have really stupid migraines and they're really annoying me and I'm trying to get rid of them and I'm doing everything. I'm trying to get a really good remedial masseuse. Right. So I want legit. I'm talking clinical. I want to be in a, uh, an establishment where they take my health fund. They're wearing white preferably. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want it stock standard. I want them to get the trigger points in the back of my neck and I want my migraine to go away. Yeah. But most importantly, I want it to be legit. So I go online and I Google the first place. <laughs> let, let me... <laughs> If you want legit, stay away from the internet. We have to. <laughs> I just Googled remedial massages, okay. Canberra. Yeah, and yeah. the first one that I thought sounded legit, mm-hmm. well, again, tell me when you hear the red flag. <laughs> I call up, ring, ring. Hello. Yes, I would like to get a remedial massage. Do you do that? Yes, definitely. I do remedial massage and I'm going, heaven. Yep. And then she goes... Uh, I don't have health insurance, though. Well, I do. It depends if the machine works. The Red flag or no red flag? You're already out. What's the machine? The machine is the, you know, the high caps or whatever it is to oh, make okay, right. the health insurance Well, if work. the person's saying, I don't know if my machine's working. Well, she says it sometimes works. Would you be out at this point? Remember, I'm looking for a really legit place. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd probably let that one slide. So what's next? Well, I continued, though, because I thought, no, I really need this. And she said to me, uh... When you say trigger point, if you show me where the trigger points are, I dare say I can probably do it. Mm. And I'm going, if I have to show you, you yeah, you are I the do mas- I do worry. You're, you're pu- the masseuse. You're out already. You, you tell me. You, yeah, anyway. And I said to her, the thing is, the reason I need you to know the trigger points is because I've got migraines, so I need you to get into the back of my neck mm. so I can have some relief. And she goes, oh, well, <laughs> you won't even need remedial massage. And I'm like, you're a remedial masseuse. masseuse don't, I mean, good don't lord. Talk she goes, out of a I job. have the elixir of life, so you won't even need the massage. What's an elixir mean? What's I a- said to her, "What is the elixir of life?" And she yeah. said, "You don't, you won't believe it. People won't publicize it because it's so good, and I invented it here." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> I know, I know, I know." In my house, it's a solution based of water and salt. And I was like, "Well, I could probably do that at home." Yeah, I think but- the ocean already has one of those. <laughs> She was like, I have it. And I was like, okay. And remember, I'm looking for legit. Yep. And then I said to her, well, when are you free? I don't know why I've continued, by the way. Because mm. at this point, as soon as I heard Elixir of Life, I was like, Jesus. Yeah, right. Oh, no, but you, you've been she, battling migraines for a while, so you got to find, test your Oh yeah, I was, yeah, she's like, whatever. Anyway, she goes, uh, I said to her, when are you free? And she goes, depends when my husband's around. And I was like, so... I mean, what does that mean? What does that mean? Does he what hold the elixir of life? <laughs> is he? Do you drink from his fountain? I, um, I just was like, what do you mean, your husband? Why is he even in this equation? He anyway, has to mind our kids, so they're not in the room. Maybe because then the next question was, where are you based? Because it had an address, and I thought, mm. I'm just going to double check where that is. Yep. You know, is it is it in a mall? Where is it? And she goes, Yeah, um, I operate out of my house, and you'll see it from the street because it's got strings of beads on the door. <laughs> the combination no, of elixir of life beads on the door and her husband being home. No <laughs> way! I'm going to a Westfield <laughs> to get a two dollar massage in a chair. Get up with Ryan and Tanya. Hit one hundred four point seven. Right now, talking about that weird, mysterious creature that 
Dylan called in, oh, don't play this, and told us about on Friday, and it freaked us out. Yeah, so basically he said it wasn't a kangaroo. It was sort of red and mangy. And, and moved really fast? Yeah, and when they put the high beams on, it sort of stood up and just ran away and jumped over a fence. And this was out near Majura, like the old Majura Road. Mm. Uh, I'm pointing as if I know. anyone can see where I'm pointing because it's over that way uh, from where we sit. But it's sort of near the airport, in between the airport and the federal highway there. But we oh, I didn't realise the X-Files got so up a beat, by the way. Remember, this was like a song. That was like on the top 40 for a while. Jesus, that was I know. a tough time. It's a um, time for music. Um, but we'd like to know your thoughts before we cross to Tim the Yowie Man. Uh, Matt, uh, what do you think it is? Um, well, it could possibly be um, a couple of ferals that um, live up in the bush from Ainsley Village. They used to live in the rocks sort of out the front of Ollum's, or Ollum's Hotel next to Campbell High. Right. And um, I think they've now moved up because they got moved on, I think. But, they, I mean, they're not nine foot tall, mind you, so... Yeah, although I guess when, when people are seeing things from a distance, who, yeah, who knows? Yeah, perspective but, So you believe these are human, but just... What, did you say feral humans? Is that what you said before? Yeah, just, yeah, they're, just, uh, yeah they're feral. Um, yeah, just live in, <laughs> they just live in the bush and just do what they do. I, I really don't know. I only found them because... Well, I didn't find them, but I was walking along, I ran out of petrol and um, seen these guys sort of walking up. I, sort of, you know, I didn't know what they were up to, but I followed them and they had a little tent and little swags and oh. little fire going and it was, yeah, it was pretty odd. But, um, yeah, I, oh, mate, you've got me though. They weren't hairy though. Oh, actually, one of them had a big beard, so it could have been that. So. Yeah, but... Yeah. Well, I guess, so Dill, the guy who originally called, he saw it just before the sun came up. And the other guys were out shooting roos on the can, so the, the, the vision is always a yeah, bit yeah. different. I think we need to go out there and find out for ourselves, right? Well, do you want to be out there when the ferals find you? No, you'll be with me and you'll protect me. If by protect you mean use her as a shield, you're damn straight. <laughs> um, but, but, Matt, that... that uh, does sound like a plausible because I guess the the whole Bigfoot, you know, we joke and whatever. But that sounds, I guess, like you know, a realistic possibility. Well, uh, oh, I just want clarity. Yeah, yeah. Well, Matt, thanks for uh, for sharing your thoughts, mate. We appreciate it. All right, thanks, mate. Have a good one, Tough. No worries at all. Now we've got in contact with the, the Yowie Man, Tim. Um, Tim, you've heard all these people's thoughts on what it could be. What's it sounding like to you? Not really. This is a real, real, real mystery because um. When I first heard the reports uh, on your show, I thought, God, it's got to be a yowie, you know, the hairy, bipedal, ape-like creature that romps around the Australian bush, the Australian version of Bigfoot. But then when I was listening more closely to the reports, it didn't sound like a yowie at all because it was so agile the way the listeners described it, jumping sort of over the fence and, and from a crouching position and taking off. So it, it is a real mystery. The closest guess I, I'd have at it is that it has to be a kangaroo of sort and probably... With mange. Have you heard of mange? No. What does that what? mean? So, so mange is like an infestation of mites that get into the, the skin of, of many marsupials, including our kangaroos and wombats and the like. And the, the fur goes all a, a funny red colour the skin, and sometimes drops off. And the creature sometimes starts looking like a little a little beast, a little a little yowie instead of a kangaroo. So it could well be a case of a, a kangaroo out there near Madura with... Um, with mange, that, that's that's my best guess. Yeah, Unless I feel like right. that's yeah. definitely yeah. Because what the, the yowies <laughs> themselves, Tim, uh, yep. a, a lot slower creature. Much much slower. If you're nine foot tall, you weigh two hundred kilos, 
you're not going to get from the crouching position and bound off over a fence in a, in a, in a, in a matter of seconds like the callers described. I've been documenting Yowie reports around Australia for over 20 years, Whoa. and that would have to be the quickest Yowie by far if it did get away that quick. Maybe wow. he was just yeah. doing CrossFit. <laughs> yeah, he's jacked. <laughs> CrossFit <laughs> Yowie. Yowies don't, Yowie don't hang out that close to, um, to civilization. They're usually more in the bushy areas. Uh, rarely do they come in that close to town. So my guess is a kangaroo with manes, but who knows? It's, uh, it's by no means a certain thing. Yeah, well, Tim the Yowie man, thank you so much for your insight. That's uh, I didn't know about the main no, thing and, that, and the ready colour. That that does sound yeah. like what the guys were saying. So thank you so much. Do you reckon it's case closed? That's all right, but, but always interested in more reports. Hit one hundred four point seven. Get up with Ryan and Tanya. And Tanya's musical mood swings. Ryan or Tanya will make a phone call and have to match their mood to the music being played by the other. I look really good in them, and I just just the best shoes. And I just need you to maybe call someone. Ryan and Tanya can hear the music. You can hear the music, but the other person on the call cannot. I want in. Yvonne Floyd. This is Musical Mood Swings. Oh, my God, I'm excited about this week's uh, calling somebody um, who is cake decorator because we've really forgotten about the Padsy Bake Off, by the way. The Padsy Bake Off. We've got to have a cake made. About Con and... Owl. Owl. Um, by Saturday. Yep. And we're going into a competition with a whole bunch of other cake makers to make the best Canberra-based cake, and we have not thought about this at all. So this is a perfect match that you're going to call a cake decorator. I'm going to play music into your ears. Yep. Two moods I've gone with are giggly. So when you hear this music, you're going to... Happy giggly party. Totally, yeah, laughing out of control. Yep. Can't control it. Uh, and the other mood I went with was suspicious, and I love this music. Don't let anyone steal our cake ideas. Exactly. This is like on the DL. So I'm going to play this music into your ears. You're going to hear it, but the person on the line is not going to hear it. All right, let's do this. Hi, who was I speaking with? Emma. Emma, I'm entering a cake contest this week and need some advice. Sure. Is that okay? Sure. Good, because... I've got a feeling I might be doing a pretty good. <laughs> but I just want to make sure I get it right, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no worries. So what's the contest? It's the Padsy Bake Off. But, uh, oh, the I, Bake Off, yeah? Yeah, I don't, sure. I don't want to give too many of my secrets away because I hear people are trying to figure out what I'm doing because they know I'm one of the better cake makers in town. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I was just wondering, um, what are the best colours to go with to get the popular vote this year? Who knows? Would you suggest a pink because it's fun and flirtatious like the delicious flirtinis I normally make on a weekend? (laughs) Sure, why not? So, let's talk texture. (laughs) Do people like a smooth (laughs) texture? Sorry, I can't, I can't keep going. I can't keep going. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. 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 It's, it's Ryan and Tanya here. Sorry, I can't keep straight face. We um, Tanya, are doing musical mood swings. I have dared Ryan to be secretive and giggly. And she's and been I'm, controlling my moods. And I'm playing music of those <laughs> moods to him, and that's why he's behaving that way. Beautiful. Thank you for that. Uh, thank you so much for not calling the police or something. <laughs> I have no idea what is going on anymore. Oh, but God, while we're here, let us do talk texture because we've got no, no idea. idea what we're doing for this cake. <laughs> um, can we give you a shout-out, though, for being a good sport? Absolutely. Um, what, what are you guys' specialties? 
So we're Cake Decorating Solutions. We're in Maribyrnong Street, Fishwick, and we are a cake decorating supplies shop. We have everything you need to make a cake from start to finish. Well, you and just if you need a voiceover job. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so oh, much God. for being a good sport. We appreciate it. <laughs> no worries. Good luck with your cake. Kit 104.7. Get up with Ryan and Tanya. Uh, so this weekend it's Mother's Day, and uh, you can bet this weekend right here in Canberra, uh, the cafes in Braddon will be just Full. Yeah. Stock a block doing breakfast, uh, Kingston Foreshore, bustling, a lot of lunches down there. I don't know if you remember, like, on Valentine's Day, um, we spoke to the florists. And oh, they said, yeah. They said Valentine's Day number one, number two, Mother's Day. Yeah, they just sell out. Yeah, and uh, so it's a great day, great family day. Um, it's been a little bit tricky for me, though, always, because, um, and sorry, I'm going to get real sad. <laughs> um, Mother's Day is real tricky for me because... I've never met my real mum before. And um, so I sort of know the story of my mum and... That's all right. Um, yeah, sorry. Um, so around Mother's Day, I sort of always get thinking... I sort of think about it most days, but Mother's Day really amplifies it for me. So um, my birth mum was... She was just pretty young mm-hmm. and uh, she was single and she lived in a, a share house... Um, when she unexpectedly got pregnant with me and she sort of had this, um, this, uh, it sinks, she left me a note and it sort of appears that she was like, no, a baby should have two parents and have a big family home and be a big family together. And, and she couldn't offer me that. So she um, wanted to make sure that her baby had two parents and a family home, so she gave me up for adoption. Yep. Um, now, in 2017, um, like now, if you if you get pregnant now and you don't want to have a kid, um, you, you don't. Yeah. Um, you, you, you just don't. There's, we've got technology and, and whatever. And, yeah. uh, and I don't really want to get into sort of the abortion debate, but... Um, you know, you do whatever you want into your body. I'm totally cool with it. But it just reminds me how bloody lucky I am. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, oh, this. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I was six weeks old when um, Mandy and Rod, who I now call mum and dad, they got a phone call saying there's a baby that needs home. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's all right. Now, um, they're not my birth parents, but they're my mum and dad. They're awesome. They've given me a great life and I love them. Um, But I often think about my birth mum and think that she gave up so much time for me. She gave up her body for me. Um, And especially around Mother's Day. I just wish I could, you know, say thank you. <laughs> and, um, you know, I read a lot of um, a lot of stuff where women who've given up children for adoption, they feel really guilty and they get, to, you know, depressed and they think they've done this horrible thing and um, sometimes adopted children believe like that's justified and they feel like abandoned and unwanted and unloved. But um, that's not the case for me. And, it's, and a lot of people are surprised by that because, like, Tan, you know... You, I'm so we, surprised by yeah, your opinion on this. Yeah, you see in the movies, like, the kid finds out. Yeah. And they get real angry and they, you know, they... Yeah. Oh, you know, you know my real mom, mom, you know, yeah. they get all crazy and, and crack the sads. But um, 
that that's not the case for me though. I I'd love my birth mum to know like like how thankful I am and like I really appreciate that she gave me my life and um I'd love to go and find her and say um you know thank you so much and I really appreciate it but I'm I'm scared to go and find her cuz um maybe I'm looking for someone that doesn't want to get found um cuz I sort of hope that um she grew up sort of forgot about me met a guy had a husband and now has a a big family of her own yeah. um that she sort of wanted for me in the first place Ryan that's not a day yeah. that goes by that your mother doesn't think about you yeah your, your well everyone mother. everyone tells me that but I and as I guess so but I just I've, I've always just hope that she's sort of just moved on and uh, the, the reason that I'm scared to sort of go looking is because I'd hate to just knock on the door and her husband you know he might not know about me um, their kids who you know that, that's my half brothers and sisters yeah. they might not know about me either mm-hmm. and to think you know that she might have to explain or justify and I might be this big secret that she's been keeping and I don't know like this lady has given me my whole life the, the least I think I can do is sort of let her live hers and um so that's why every mother's day i think oh should i sort of look or reach out and um so yeah it's uh it's it's a tricky one for me and um the reason i've talked about this and i posted a video last night um and thank you so much to everyone who's messaged me and um with some very nice words i really appreciate it um I, this isn't like an attempt to find her. Like, even if if I never meet her, even if I never realise that she may have got the message, um, I just love her to know like, how thankful I am. Yeah. Um, I'd hate to think that she feels bad about it. I'd hate to think that she made a huge sacrifice for nothing. And um, yeah, I just she wanted me to have a great family and the people I call mum and dad now, Mandy and Rod, who I've known since. I was six weeks old. They're awesome, and I'm so lucky to have them. Ryan, thank you so much for sharing your story this morning and being really brave. It's actually really hard to sit on the other side of the desk and watch you this upset. But your birth mother and your the woman you call mother now and, and, and your dad would just be so proud of you. You're so brave and you are so special and God damn it, I'm so glad you are here. It's Ryan and Tanya. Hit 104.7. Get up with Ryan and Tanya. I've just uh, wiped away the tears <laughs> from my face. Um, we were just talking about, oh God, I'm going to cry talking about yeah, it again now. Right. Talking about Mother's Day. Mother's Day this week and um, I've I've never met my biological mother before. I was, um, I think, six weeks old when my mum got a who I now call mum, got a phone call saying, um, you know, there's a baby here, would you like him? And then I, they picked me up the next day and they've been my mum and dad ever since. Um, So we're just talking a little bit about that. It gets me a little bit teary, as you can tell. (laughs) Um, And there's a video online, you can check that out. And thank you so much to everyone who's messaged through. Um, Now we have uh, an anonymous here. Uh, Hello. Hi, how are you, Ryan? I'm good, thanks. Um, thanks Thanks for calling through. Um, I just wanted to give you some words of encouragement, darling. I've just found my um, birth mother and reconnected with her. Um, I'm obviously a lot older than you. Like you, though, I had a wonderful, wonderful life. My adoptive parents, my mum and dad, were amazing. Um, I was really blessed. We were incredibly happy. Um, But they've recently passed away, both of them. Um, I couldn't have done this whilst they were alive for fear it hurt their feelings. So you thought that your, your adoptive parents might feel a bit weird about it? 
Yeah, I think they might have. Um, so I waited till I passed away. But I found my mother late last year. After a, a, It was, took a while, took quite a few months, a search process. Um, and we have now met. Um, and she's incredibly grateful for the fact that I've um, found her and have expressed the same feelings that you have. I am grateful to her. I'm thankful to her. She took a tough, brave decision. Mm. Um, I have no ill feelings towards her at all. I think she did the best thing she could. That was it was a tough decision. It must have been so hard to give up yeah. a baby. Both but of you have the right decision. Such amazing outlooks. So, so many people like, um, have, you know, the, who are adopted, uh, don't feel this way. So, it's actually extraordinary to hear both of you speak in this way. Yeah, I think perhaps it's uh, it's, it's ex- super extraordinary for Ryan because in this day and age, there's no stigma attached to it. But in my age group, I know when I was a little girl, I know what was said about girls who fell right. pregnant. Um, okay. yeah, uh, right. There was no stigma attached to it now, but there was then. It was huge. Um, I would not have had a very nice life. I'd have been called a bastard right. if she'd kept me. That wouldn't have been pleasant for either one of us. No. Um, but yeah, she's adorable. We're slowly connecting. She's, and she's is incredibly she, great. What, she's what was she about like? Me her whole life. She. What, I was about to say. What did she sort of think about you often? And should she try to, try to contact you, or did you, she think it was her job to sort of stay out away? Or? No, she didn't. She didn't try and contact me. She's lived overseas for most of her life. She didn't try and contact me. Um, but. She's very grateful that I have done so now when we're building a relationship, taking it baby steps. She's an old lady. I've got to be respectful and Mm. take my time with it. Uh, Her now husband knows and has always known. Her children, she's in the process of telling them, my half-siblings. But, yeah, we're getting there, just taking it steady. But she's just so grateful to know that she that I, she gave me the good life that she thought she did. You know, yeah. these late women take these decisions and they think that they're doing the best thing for the baby, and they are. But there are adoption stories that aren't great. Mm. But mine, like yours, Ryan, was fabulous. We, you and I are very, very lucky people. We are. So when the time is right, you you start that journey and you find her and you tell her how grateful you are. Yeah. She'll, she will, even if she's not in a position to give you a full-on mother-son relationship, she'll still be grateful, I'm sure, that you've found her and thanked her for what she did for you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very much for that. I, I really appreciate it. And that's mm-hmm. uh, fascinating to hear after all these years. Um, as you said, uh, Anonymous there, a bit older than I am. Yep. Um, let's go to Trina. Um, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right, Trina. I'm, su- <laughs> I'm surviving. Now, you, you have a, a similar story. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost 49 plus one. Right. Yep. <laughs> and um, I, uh, I have five other siblings who are also adopted. And my parents, they couldn't have children. Uh, they tried multiple times. And um, we are all of different nationalities. So we have a very rainbow family. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. My eldest brother, uh, he's Malaysian, and I think he's probably around about 55 now. Um, An older sister who's now passed, and she was Chinese, and she'd be 20, uh, sorry, she'd be 52 now, 53, and then myself, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm of uh, Māori heritage. then I have another brother who's eight months younger, and he's of Indian and Aboriginal descent. And my youngest brother, who's Aboriginal. And then I have a little Down syndrome sister. And um, 
we grew up in Brisbane. My parents ran a foster home for a, uh, a church in the Brisbane area. And I think at any one time we would have about 28 kids under our roof. Whoa. Your parents sound incredible. Huge hearts. They are. And Trina, did you try to look for your your birth mother? I have on multiple occasions. I started, but I got scared. Yeah. Yeah. I got scared of rejection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that the the main thing? Because I've got like a many sort of oh, you know, what could go wrong if I tried? Is is that the the main one for you? Because I'm yeah, I'm, you're just not sure what to expect, and sometimes I, you know, it it might just be easier t- to not know, you know. Yeah, I've recently, oh, in the last four years, I've lost my dad. Yeah, I lost my sister when she was twenty one. Mm-hmm. She's been dead now longer than what she ever lived. And I don't, I, one of my fears is finding these people, finding my family, loving them and losing them because losing someone is so hard. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think I could go through it again. the strength to do that again. Mm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, it does. And Trina, do you feel um, lucky like I do in the last caller in that it sounds like the, the, the mum and dad you... Um, were adopted by seem pretty incredible. So do you, do you feel lucky that you've had a, a good run there? Oh, most certainly, most certainly. Look, my mum still reminds me that she's paying for my braces and paying for my <laughs> private education. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Atrina, thank you so much for um, for sharing yeah, your you. story. And, um, yeah, I really appreciate uh, all, all the kind words. I think you've, your message has gone through as well. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're well, very welcome. And, um Happy Mum's Day to everyone out there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's uh, many different forms of, uh, of mothers that yeah, will be celebrated this week. Um, yeah, thank you to everyone who's called and messaged Can through. Can I just uh, yeah. ask just before we end, how, yeah. how are you feeling? Uh, um, it's weird. I don't know. I, I sort of talk about this. Or I think about this a lot, but I don't talk about it a lot because it doesn't come up in Well, when you do, you joke about it. I do joke about it sometimes. And um, I was talking to my mum last night about sort of joking about it and stuff. And, <laughs> and um, yeah, she was like, it, it said, it's just always been your story. There was never like the, you know, you found out moment or anything. Um, and, yeah, like I just had to remind my mum how much I love her because, yeah, I'm pretty lucky. Your mum is amazing. All right. Um, thanks for indulging me. For, for Not at all. Thank you morning. for being brave. Thank you sh- so much for sharing your story, Ryan. Hit 104.7.